So welcome to All Things Terror. I'm Jennifer. Welcome to All Things Terror. I'm Emily. We just tortured Clint for like 20 minutes talking about makeup and bras. Not an exaggeration. I know, and there was like nothing sensual about this conversation at all. No, uh, but I regret nothing. <laughs> well, I might, I might regret the level of gin and whiskey that I drank yesterday on Derby Day. I haven't been awake long enough to see if if this is going to hurt me. I mean, I was layering water and carbs, so I might be okay. So Saturday's drink of choice for podcasting was Tecate, and mine was scotch. Uh, mm-hmm. Today's drink of choice, I imagine, is coffee and water. And Yeah, good call. <laughs> uh, me is water and scotch. So <laughs> Nice. <clears throat> also, so... <clears throat> I already told you about how I cut my hand at the first bar, but the second bar we went to was, it's this, like, they make their own gin, and it's, like, speakeasy themed, and I love it. I go there a lot, and they had, like, five different mint juleps or julep drinks for the derby, and they were like, if you get all five of them on one tab, you get a free bottle of gin, and me and my friend were like, challenge accepted. Like, we only have to drink two and a half drinks each. Done. So I, after every round, I was, like, taking a picture, and we got really drunk. And, like, it was fine, but as we were leaving, the bartender was like, good to see you again. And I was just said, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a fair question. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh yeah so that that's what my night was it was fun uh but (laughs) Uh, um anyway let's stop talking about emily's makeup and drink choices and tell me a story that's more terrifying than a 32 year old drinking like a 21 year old well i I have a question for you you know i noticed that Uh you were coughing quite a bit yesterday do you care to describe your coughing syndromes to me or symptoms are there uh, why I was coughing yesterday? Yeah. I I think I like swallowed wrong. And what were you uh, consuming that made you swallow the wrong way? Uh, it was probably the michelada, honestly. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I will. I'm afraid. I'll, I'll, I'm so afraid. I'll come back around to that. Um, do you remember the first time you ever had watermelon? No. I do. I remember. Well, at least what I think is my first memory of watermelon. But it was something that was, like, much later in my childhood life that was a real pleasure for us because where I lived in the country, all these trucks would go hauling ass down this country road that I lived on that happened to be across from, like, a shit ton of farms. And they would have produce in the back, so, like, whatever fell off the trucks in front of our house, like, that was, like, free food. Uh, I love this. And, I love this story so much. And one of the trucks that would come by all the time carried a bunch of melons, um, honeydew, cantaloupe, and watermelon. And we would always get really excited when a watermel- watermelon would fall and not bust open. Because then, of course, like, you know, we cut that thing up and we'd just be eating these huge chunks of delicious, picked from the farm, watermelon. Listen, this is a wonderful memory, but I got to come out right here and say, watermelon, eh, that's how I feel about it. No one cares about your opinion on watermelon. Thank you very much. (laughs) I love watermelon. But 
Do you remember when you were a kid what people would say if you ate the watermelon seeds? Oh, yeah. They'd be like, you're going to grow in a watermelon in your belly. And I, as a child, was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. we. <laughs> There's no dirt in my belly. <laughs> you know, I've heard it a thousand times for different things, like, well, peanuts, any type of seed in general. People would be like, oh, if you eat that, then you're going to end up growing a blah, blah, blah in your stomach. You're like, shut up. Stomach acid can dissolve carpet. <laughs> so really dumb, right? Yeah. But are you going to tell me about things growing in people now? There are things that do grow in people. But I actually want to talk to you about Ron Spenden, who is 75, or was 75, and lived in Massachusetts first. He suffered from emphysema, but for several months he was experiencing some shortness of breath. And one day he coughed so bad... He ended up having to call emergency services. Oh my god. When he got to the doctor or the hospital or wherever he went, um, they ran some x-rays and the x-rays showed that he had a collapsed lung <gasps> and there was a spot on the lung. So they ended up running a cancer test. I feel, I feel like because it's this podcast, it's not going to be cancer. It's going to be like a fucking worm or a dime or something terrifying. We'll get there. Uh, I think it's Artem Sidverkin, 28, and lives in Russia. Ended up going to see medical services because he was experiencing extreme chest pain and he was coughing blood. Um, the doctors Ugh. immediately thought that he had cancer. Um, sure. They did an x-ray, and it showed a spot on his lung. It was not Michelada. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> so these two gentlemen share a story, and it's not just these breathing problems that they're having. So let's go back to Ron from Cape Cod or whatever, out in Massachusetts. I think that's like the only place in Massachusetts is Cape Cod. <laughs> Girl, Boston. With the khakis. I don't, I don't even know what Boston is. That's a, that's like, <laughs> that's like, um, some like parallel version of hell. So, um, back to Ron. He got his cancer test back and it was negative. So, long story short, doctors went in and found out that the spot in his lung was a pea sprout. What? Yes. What? Okay, what about the Russian guy? Was he also a pea sprout? I just want to point out that there are several news places that report this. One of them is Pea Plant Grows Inside Man's Lung from BBC on 8-11, <laughs> 2010. Um, something that I want to point out is they performed surgery to remove the, the plant. And just to note that lungs are warm, moist, and dark, which I actually took a picture of that with my phone. And I was going to send that to you before we recorded today to be like, this is a preview of what we're talking about, but I didn't do it. So did the plant survive? <laughs> you know, they didn't, there was nowhere in there where they said what they did with the plant, but <laughs> I really hope that the surgeon planted the plant. Right? Like the Ron guy is like, I want to see a picture of him in his hospital bed holding like a little cup that has the plant growing out of it. He's like, I made this. Yeah. 
this is my child. I gave birth to it. So it's funny because he did joke about the first thing that he ate after he got out of the surgery and could eat was he ate peas. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> the doctors think how the pea came to be in his lung is that it just went down the wrong way. What? Much like your michelada. That's crazy. What about the Russian guy? I'm going to get there. They have a whole thing. So, <laughs> I want you to keep in mind, Ron had a pea sprout in his lungs. Lungs are warm, moist, and dark. And they believe that it happened because something went down the wrong hole. I mean, yikes. So, doctors go in and perform surgery. What they find out is that the spot was a fir tree growing in his lungs. What? A fir tree? A fir tree. Whoa. And they believe that happened because he just inhaled a fir tree seed while breathing. Oh my god. That is crazy to me that that you wouldn't cough it right up. There's more. <laughs> so this story also was reported by several news outlets. This there's one, for example, with the Telegraph on 4-14-2009. Surgeons find fir tree growing inside patient's lung. Jeez, that must have hurt. So, one of these stories is more likely to be true than the other. What? Remember, lungs are warm, moist, and dark. Lungs are lined with mucus that traps foreign items like bugs, mold, seeds, you know, penises, whatever. <laughs> they're they're Did lined you with say mucus. lungs trap penises. Yes. Um, but yeah. also, you have cilia, and cilia is like these little hair like things that push trapped items out of your body. So, out of your lungs. Yeah. And lungs are warm, moist, and dark. So, knowing this information, do you think Ron's story is true? Or do you think Artem's story is true? Hmm. I mean, I've grown peas, like, from seeds. Ow! Fuck! Sushi? Damn it! I was scratching my head, and my fucking cat tried to scratch me right where my stitches are. You asshole. Just trying to help you. Ah, I'm gonna feed you to crows. No, I'm not. I'm gonna feed you to me. Anyway, so I've started out pea shoots before, and they're they're... They germinate pretty rapidly, and they do germinate underground where it would be dark. A fir tree feels like it would just fall on the forest floor. It might need more light. So I'm going to go with the Boston story. Well, your guess would be correct. Yeah. Eat it, sushi. Ron's story seems pretty much vetted at this point, and there's a couple of reasons why it would be true, but let's look at Artem's story a little bit more. The big problem here and at this point it has been decided that this story is likely a hoax mm. first off artem is 28 years old he's very young he's going to be in pretty good health yeah also it's russia so you it's know right. <laughs> <laughs> to its russia, if yeah. i'm gonna if i'm gonna make up a country for a hoax i mean not that russia is made up but like a setting of a country for a hoax russia's really at the top of that list well um the other thing is is that Fir trees, much like any other plant, can only, at this time, like, really thrive outside of sprout phase 
if they're undergoing photosynthesis. Yeah. Lungs are warm, moist, and dark. So in Ron's situation, he just had a sprout. A sprout grow like comes from underground, so it's very reasonable that just a sprout, not a whole plant, but a sprout could grow in the lung. Yeah. But also, he is somebody who suffers from emphysema, and he's 75, so oh. his body is set up to where like the all the things that are put in place to like cause aspiration and to prevent foreign bodies going into things that they shouldn't go to are compromised yeah that makes sense and i and it's fascinating to me because both are equally horrific i don't know whether artem's story is true or not what i do know is that it is highly contested and is at this point viewed as a hoax yeah but a pea plant did grow in a man's lung and it is entirely possible for that to happen and in my process of looking for things that grow inside the human body, I did discover something else that is interesting to know about. Have you ever heard of aspergillosis? No. So <laughs> so that's so sad. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I want to point out that in Ron's situation, a lot of factors had to come to be true in order for pea sprout to grow in one's lungs. That, I just have to say, that must have hurt so bad. Like, when you inhale a little bit of a water, like, it does not feel great. And that's just like a tiny droplet of water. Like, an actual concrete thing feels like, oh my god, that must have just felt Like a painful. bullet? Yeah. I have no idea. No one really talked about the pain. I mean, this is somebody who's already had, like, breathing problems for a while, so... At that point, it's probably all relative, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you have emphysema, it's like, I'm in constant pain. <laughs> Aspergillosis is an infection caused by mold, and mold is a fungus. Mm. And there's a very specific fungus called Aspergillus fumigatus. And people who have chronic lung problems or weak immune systems including people who have undergone organ transplant or chemotherapy, are at risk of catching aspergillosis. And would you like to know what the symptoms are? Yes. First off, there can be no symptoms. Oh, no. I don't like that. Or you can experience coughing, which might include mucus or blood, wheezing, fever, and chest pain. Hmm. So, just like normal human life? Normal human life. Or... In Ron's case, having a pea growing inside of you. No big deal. That's upsetting. So it could be allergies or it could be a plant trying to burst out of your chest alien style. Yeah, and like I cannot, the entire time I was reading about this story, I just kept thinking about the princess and the pea. <laughs> and like this is like, this is a weird princess and a pea story. <laughs> yeah, only a true princess can feel the pea shoot in her lung. <laughs> I know. Ron, if you're out there, we recognize you as a princess. Also, when my mom told me that story, you know, she said the moral was to always be honest <laughs> because you get good things because the princess didn't lie about being able to feel the pee. And I was like, I don't know that that's what the creators of that story had in mind, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a, a mom trick to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was more just like, Hey, wealthy special people are wealthy and special and the rest of you are peasants, but 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I can see why you changed that to always be honest. Well, <laughs> while we're being honest, there are three different types of aspergillosis. <laughs> There's pulmonary aspergillosis, invasive allergic bronchiopulmonary. Um, they all have different traits and whatnot, but that's not what I really want to hammer out here. What I want to tell you is what just makes this fucking mortifying in so many different ways. Oh, no. So what happens when you get this infection is that mold colonizes inside of your lung cavities and can also grow in the lining of your airways, your sinuses, your ear canal, and all kinds of organs. It can actually move to other organs, but basically mold or fungus, so not cool mushrooms growing inside of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing yogurt. <laughs> yes, just snotty balls of yogurt. Oh, but this gross. is the thing. They actually do form these balls. And what happens is that as they're growing, they also start to collect white blood cells and blood clots and other, like, things in your body. Whoa! So, like, you have, like, these huge masses of, like, part of yourself oh, and no. fungus growing oh my in here god this is like a rat king but inside your body yes it, and i'm so glad you brought that up because when i was looking at that i kid you not and i have it right here in my notes it says rat king aka ball of gross shit oh this is so disgusting <laughs> so. also if, if you don't know what a rat king is how are you even listening to this podcast right now <laughs> And, and we're not talking about the nutcracker. No. No. But this is, this is something that, I mean, it, it's incredibly rare. Apparently not as rare as having a pea sprout growing inside of you. <laughs> but definitely more likely than having a fir tree grow inside you. But you can get these giant rat king balls of mold growing inside of your body. Ew. How do they treat it? I did not look into it because I started seeing a lot of pictures and I had to stop looking. You were like, no. I mean, I, I, they have like, you know, if you get like athlete's foot. Oh, no. That was weird. Clint, the call dropped. Okay, sorry. What I was going to say is that I didn't look too much into it, but I did see like before I started seeing lots of pictures was a lot of versions of it are treated with antifungal medicines. Like, if you've ever had athlete's foot, which if you've lived in a dorm, you probably have. I mean, that's just a fungal infection or ringworm, and they just give you, you know, antifungal cream. So I was like, I'm sure there's some version of that that you, like, take a pill or whatever. Yeah, basically, I think, like, if it gets bad enough, surgery might be required, but... Cut out um, the yogurt balls. Cut out the Rat King yogurt balls, but... (laughs) um feel free to google pictures of it (laughs) no i feel not i feel free to not google pictures of it (laughs) but it's funny because you know i i've I've been thinking about this fir tree story for a while because i was i was really fascinated with it especially since it is likely a hoax but that lead that led me to the pea sprout which turns out to be very real that is wild and then i just started thinking about like well, what is, like, one of the most fucked up things I could ever think of growing inside of your lungs? And it turns out it exists. 
And it is these giant balls of mold, which (laughs) I mean, it's just so gross. I mean, think about like, think about how gross mold is when you come across it by accident. I know. But then it just follows you around inside of you. (laughs) When I lived in Italy, we had black mold growing up our wall. And I was like, uh, do we need to like get someone in here to make sure it's not dangerous? And the landlord was like, just use bleach. And I'm like, okay, uh, it's gross, man. It's just something to think about. Like, there, you could end up at some point in your life having to have chemotherapy or having to have an organ transplant or, you know, with all the pollution that's out in the world right now, who knows, you could have chronic lung problems as you get older. Yeah. And maybe you won't be as lucky as Ron and you won't end up with a little pea growing inside of you that you can joke about later and eat some peas after you have surgery no 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 revenge you get mold balls which is like worse than having like a sweaty scrotum grow inside of you for some reason (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um i learned recently that if you have a uh, organ transplant that you're basically on immunosuppressant drug therapy for the rest of your life i didn't realize i thought it was like yeah you do that until you're all healed up but no so like when we talk about vaccines or washing your hands and, you know, not spreading germs, yeah, it's it's for people like that, immunocompromised. Yeah, even you have a matching organ and whatever inside of you, your body's still going to treat it as an invader because it's not you. Yeah. And somehow your body knows that, which is like fucking crazy to me me too I, this also this story reminds me i think i don't remember what episode it was but we were saying that like your body is basically like we're all just full of worms and bugs and bacteria like yes. <laughs> that's what this is reminding me of it feels like the poop episode the other poop episode yeah one of I, many I... poop episodes <laughs> <laughs> i think you're right i think it was the poop, poop transplant. transplant episode so yeah, we had season one, season two poop-centric episodes. <laughs> but anyways, that is that is my s- story of three things that grow inside of people's lungs. That really shouldn't. That really shouldn't. Hopefully, none of you in your lifetime will experience these things. However, I swear, if somebody who listens to this podcast ends up having a pee grow in their lung and they have it surgically removed, please make the surgeon plant it for you and send mm-hmm, us pictures. Mm-hmm. And we'll harvest the peas and we'll serve it as a side with the foot tacos. With the foot tacos. Yeah. Or, and or also, hand tacos at this rate. I don't know. I know. My hands are really fucked up right now. So yeah, hand tacos. Also, if you need any help picking out makeup or bras, we gotcha. Between the two of us, we have a great deal of knowledge. Yep. <laughs> all things terror is written recorded and produced by two amateurs jennifer and emily our sound editor is clint intro music is by cosimo fog Come chat with us on Twitter at All Things Terror or Instagram at All Things Terror Podcast. Ask nicely and we'll probably send you a really cute sticker. 
If you like this podcast, tell a friend or write a review. It really helps us and helps more people find us. Goodbye forever. So I grew up in the West in a really small town and like the internet was a thing in like high school and stuff, but not like it is today. Like there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't social media, but, um, (laughs) uh, I like until I went to college, I didn't think that summer camp was real. Like people going away to like stay in cabins for like weeks. I thought that was like, oh yeah, that was in the seventies, and now it's just in TV, um, which is really embarrassing. But just <laughs> you know, but I feel like that's what you're describing in Boston. You're like, oh, that's an invention of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hollywood made Boston up. It's not a real place. <laughs> it's not a real place. It's the WB backlot. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure Boston is really cool. I just haven't had an opportunity to go. Um. But anyway. Hey, we'll add it to the cheese tour. Part of our cheese vacation will also include going to Boston. I don't know how we'll make that successful, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) Kansas. Kansas and Boston.